I'm Uncle Dave Griffin, along with Sean Clark. Who we got this time, Sean? We got the Old Souls with Gen U6 and Chantel Lynn. All right. How's How you doing? Welcome, y'all. How y'all doing? Thank you for having us. We've doing had, good. Having a good time here with you guys. We've had Gen U on a few times, but yeah. since then, y'all have created a duo. And yeah, we've... Uh, We've made a duo, and uh, we've uh, changed it from uh, different names of ours here together with uh, the Old Souls and Dive Bar Music. Uh, right. So All right. combined them. Yeah. Cool. Join forces, yeah. All right. Well, where did y'all meet? We met in Sarasota. Okay. Yeah, uh, Sarasota, Florida. Florida. Were you, uh, where are you from originally? I'm originally from... Uh, a town in Vermont that no one's probably ever heard of, but Wallingford, Vermont. Wallingford, Vermont. Yeah. Northeast. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah, New England. Mm-hmm. And then I moved down to um, to Florida. I was down there for about five years, and I had met Jenny several years ago down there just through music, really, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. I feel like that's how we meet a lot of people is just through the yeah, music. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> It's such a beautiful thing. It is. It is. Oh, forgot. Silence my phone. That's the uh, uh, signal for me to take my pill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how long did you live in Vermont? Um, most of my <clears throat> life. Uh, <throat> I moved back and forth a lot to, like, Massachusetts and Rhode Island and that area probably mm. – for about seven years, and then I d- lived down in Sarasota for like five years. My best friend had moved down there, and uh, I just needed a change, so mm. I decided. I just like packed up my car and went, basically. Mm-hmm. And then I fell in love with North Georgia, and that's where we're out of now is uh, mm-hmm. Blairsville, Georgia. Blairsville, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's beautiful up there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. love it. I miss the mountains, you know. I'm from the mountains, from the green Vermont, mountains. Yeah, the green now we're mountains. in the blue mountains. Blue mountains. <laughs> so. That's nice up there. Yeah. Well, you get it all, you know, even though you're in the southern state, almost uh, uh, the last state before Florida, and you've got this wide, you've got swampy humidity <laughs> all the way up to – Beautiful mountains and leaves changing and uh, snow. Most most of the time, y'all get snow. That's pretty cool. And then beaches on this side and red clay on the other. It's crazy. Yeah, crazy it's, state. It's 
beautiful. It is a beautiful state. And the AT actually connects them, you know, from Georgia all the way up to Maine. It's pretty crazy. AT. The, Appala- the Appalachian Trail. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, <clears throat> um, so y'all met in Florida. Mm-hmm. I suppose you, you playing down there. I'm you playing. were from. Uh, as as you said on the last episode, you were from the Tampa area, weren't you? That, that's where I was at, yeah, Tampa and St. Peter. Where your daddy was? Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, there's uh, – so I, I was playing in another band at the time on top of doing my band, and that's how we met. So I was playing upright bass in the uh, old-time string band. So Wow. Yeah. And uh, then we met, and then, uh, yeah, just finally ended up connecting and doing this band. Awesome. Y'all we've been, done quite a bit, and uh, y'all have done. We've a, done quite, quite a, bit a bit in just about August of last year. So yeah, looking to crazy. do, looking to do a good amount of stuff here this year. We recorded a new, uh, our first uh, EP early January. We're going to do another one here this January, and um, went on a tour out west. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, played a lot of shows in our region. You know, coming down here and doing some. You know, awesome. hanging out, hanging out with you guys, but um, just looking forward to getting into some more of the music places. You know, mm-hmm. where the uh, listening rooms would be good. We look, we look forward to that to getting into. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. where people want to actually listen to the yeah, music. Where, you know, yeah, where they're <laughs> wanting to hear it and hear the stories. You know, yeah. trying to get really better and stripped down at telling stories and, yeah. and singing and putting the emotion into it. Especially when you know, like when you're playing full time, you you play a lot of play a lot of places that you enjoy the people, you meet a lot of cool people there. But it's not it's not the same as where, you know, some people. It's like, I'm sure you felt that before. Where you've been up there on the stage and you're like, does anyone? Should I just leave? Like, does yeah. anyone care that I'm even here? But yeah. you're like, listen, I'm the just chatter. trying to share my music and <laughs> make a living and not you know. Especially like a restaurant bar. Yeah. And, and they're like, I didn't know there was going to be music, and I'm just trying to eat my shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, uh, Boondocks, you know, which we play a, a good bit, uh, is a dive bar, and uh, the atmosphere is pool tables and um, drinking and slot machines and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a constant uh, chatter, you know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but they are I've also very there's there's one or two or three people that are keying dead on when you play an original song. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah, and they are listening, you know, and they respond to it afterwards. Whereas everybody else just keeps on chattering. Mm-hmm. If know? there's one person there that you can tell got something from it, it's That's like all it's all worth yeah. it. You know, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. it's difficult because you just try to. We have to strip down a lot of what we do, you know, mm. because we can't, you know, we don't, we don't cuss in front of kids and stuff like that, you know. But um, being, there's a lot of songs we we all can't do, you know. You can't sing them, you can't play them, you know. But it's funny because we still do some <coughs> of them. Like one song we're gonna do here tonight is uh, gonna be on the new um, new EP, but it's like talking. It's a murder ballad, you know, mm. and it's graphic and. The thing is, it's funny when you write these songs because they're like, you know, like one of mine, Suffering in Silence. It's like this kind of dark theme song, but like there's a joy to it. You know, there's mm-hmm. a happiness to it. And um, certain people receive it differently. 
depressing music. It's it's that's mm-hmm. that I'm I'm in with that, you know, because mm-hmm. it's gonna help me, you know. Like um, you just gotta face it head on. Where it, people, I think they they do they tune that out, and sometimes it, you know, sometimes it scares them. You know, they're just like, mm-hmm. oh man, this is this is who are they? This is dark, you know. <laughs> all of us, you know. What ah, oh, what are they talking about? Oh man, you know. And they just don't want to. Uh, Embrace or, the darkness. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. And then there's the ones that can't even get into it. They're just like, oh, absolutely not. And yeah. it's like, what, whatever, you know, whatever we need you. Whatever they don't, whatever's not really uh, whatever they're into on, on mm. the social media, on mm. online, whatever the case is, you know, everything's trying to get your attention. Mm-hmm. Well, murder ballads seems like uh, you equate that with... Uh, uh, horror movies, you know, from the time that movies mm. began, you know, it was like you could count on packing the theater out with people because they want to get as close as they can, knowing that they're not going to go through it themselves right. or perform the murder right. themselves or have it performed on them. Right. That's their kind of <laughs> escape, and they're drawn to that. You know, that's the way I am with the murder ballad. I, I love them. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's passionate, really. They you know are. what it's, I mean? I mean, if you really real. care enough to, like, want to kill somebody, they really, you that's know, that's a lot of stuff, energy yes. to get. Yeah. <laughs> Knoxville Girl. Yeah, and they did, go- the Living Brothers, they did so much gospel music. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Again, you got to keep the balance, you know. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you write a song about killing someone. <laughs> And also, if you love somebody to death, really, right. when it's a revenge story, you know what I mean. I mean, it, isn't it, that's kind of <laughs> yeah. A little I think more some persuasive. people just. I think some people too. They just are able to look at somebody, and it's like, kind of reminds me of being a kid. You know, when you like look at something, and like for some reason, it's like, whoa, that looks, you know, that looks scary. You know, or that looks like there's something serious going on there. You're not understanding as a kid, like that's how like a lot of them look at you. Like, who mm. is like, oh man, this they're messed up. Like this is not you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. they're they're they see trauma and they don't it's it's it scares them, I think. We were talking in the kitchen, you you and I were talking about the demise of uh, uh the mind nowadays with cell phones mm-hmm. and social media and everything. Oh, yeah. Do people you think that people have become desensitized to uh wanting a good murder movie or, you know, wanting to go to a good murder movie because everything that's going on in the world is right here in front of you all the time. So it's yeah. like, do you even want a good horror movie anymore? Do people even go to the movies anymore? Yeah. Do you just watch <laughs> the news? People, yeah, people yeah. are oversensitive for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're real scared. So these modern-day folks that <laughs> find ourselves in our audience, they probably just say they're so desensitized and stuff that, but yet they can hear you singing a song about uh, murder and revenge. And say, you fucked up, man. He's he's messed yeah. up. He's messed I, up. Or they just don't care, and they're yeah. just like, "What an idiot!" I, what yeah. I what I see more is like what you were saying before is like, "What the hell is this? You know, why right. is it so dark? And right, sad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pick it up around right here, you know? right." Who hurt you? <laughs> or or you or you're into you know it's, it's one or the other. Right. Sweet home Alabama. Now <laughs> you got to be willing to listen, you know, and that's the thing. You you see a lot of that, you know. There's been places I've been in where I'm just like, 
I, I try, you know, I'll sit, I'll watch, I'll listen, but it's usually a cover band, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just like, you're like, oh, all right, I got it. I got to get up and leave. You guys want to get out of here? Like, you just can't take it, you yeah. know what I mean? But like, I try, I try to hang around for a couple, two or three to see if it changes because there's those things, everybody's ears are different, you know, and mm-hmm. what they like or what they, they, I go for what is dark and, not what everybody likes and what is kind of just misfits like all of us for the most part, you know, just, um, you relate with that much more. Mm-hmm. The weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're among good company then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so y'all's tour out West, it was a lot of places like oh, that. Yeah. The non-listening rooms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) at the same time that we definitely, we played a lot of, we kind of sought out a lot of dives because that's where we both have, at different points in our life, probably spent a lot of time. And especially playing shows, it's like I've always felt at home in a dive bar more Mm -hmm. than I have in like some very uptight establishment. You know what I mean? And I'd rather go to the dive bar and hang because that's where you have the conversations Mm -hmm. with people that are just like real and will just be Mm -hmm. straight up with Mm -hmm. you. And that was like the dive bar music EP. We're like, all right, you know, we're Mm going to have to hit some dive bars. And in the most unlikely places, really, you know, these some of these places we played, it was like, sold more like merch than we were like what everybody's like buying t-shirts and cds and they're mm-hmm. like you know ihop and like come hang out with us and yeah we even got taken out to ihop <laughs> they took us to ihop at like two right. point you know and like in these areas where we're like where the fuck well Indiana, where are we right now yeah and you know we we <laughs> started cool. uh we did i think we were out there for 23 or 24 days but you know um whenever i was talking to you last um Uncle Dave, uh, mm-hmm. we were in Mississippi. We were just coming. We had just left Tupelo, and we were out there. You know, it was good time, but, you know, we started in Tennessee. We did a bunch of shows in Indiana, so we stayed in Indiana for a really long time. We had a layover good. in Indiana, yeah, we, we, we Yeah, we, 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 we were out. We were just, you know, and, and there's certain places, you know, it's like there's – you know, you get on a trip and, you know, you go, okay, you know, but, like, you want to get moving on, right? You don't want to stay in the same area too much. So we kind of, and we do that by sometimes because it's like, well, that's a long way, so we got to be making. <laughs> Breaking right, up. Yeah, you got to mm. be doing, get, you know, re- credits, you know, getting some getting some money and playing and everything. So, mm-hmm. but it was good. Um, we just, uh, we were really excited to get out there to uh, – we played over there in St. Joseph, Missouri, and uh, mm-hmm. our buddy had actually – we stayed with his family out there. But all the good people you meet, I know – I mean, we played uh, we played some dive bars. Um, you know, we, we'd, we'd like to try to book – we're going to re- uh, book a record store, but unfortunately it didn't work out. And um, – we played a lot of dives. You know, we played the places where you pull up and it's like, this is a trailer, you know, and then you go inside and the bar's really nice. And it's like, wow, it's nicer than it's like, right. It's like Bill Monroe's bus, you know, it's like, it looks like junk on the outside. And it's like, my dad was telling me a story about that, but I'm like, you go in there, you meet the people, they're nice, but some people, it doesn't matter anywhere you go. It's like, they're just, you can be in the dive. You can be in a dive bar that's so dark that people are like, there's no music pulling me back. I'm done for. Like they're just mm-hmm. they're done. They don't even care to listen to you. They're they they just want to die for the most part, mm-hmm. you know. So like you run into that too, right? Or you just 
you run into all different different things. But um, we did play. Uh, we played some nice places too. You know, we played over at Boyd's Jig and Reel in Knoxville. That's where we actually started out, and where we are, we're not too far from Knoxville, mm-hmm. just a couple hours. But um, we uh, we did a listening. Okay, this was it was a studio and a lounge. It was kind of. Um, we also played another place uh, called Magbar, but this place was called Rebel Rebel, and um, it was like a studio and a lounge. It was the closest thing to a listening room, probably on mm. there. It was a super cool room. The, super cool the room. Owners are just, super nice. You yeah. know, it was a college town in Berea, and um, super Where nice uh, Berea, Berea, Kentucky, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. But it was also a college town, and it was out of season. All the college the, kids yeah, were home, were, so it was, yeah. the town you know, was dead. It was a small were, town, and they they did such a good job. And and if you guys ever see this, we appreciate it so much. But we look forward to going back. But sometimes you see, yeah, a couple more years. This is going to be really good here, or something mm-hmm. like that. And then you know. And and then it it picks up, right? People start playing it. I've seen way more people start playing that thing now since we had played and and um, you know when I'd found out about it. But it, it's a good thing, especially in areas like like that, you know, where you just you need you need something. It's it's nice to have that. Um, it's nice for people to go. You know, I may not know these guys very well, but you know they're kind of they're into that different kind of alternative. You know, and country mm-hmm. and roots music that, you know, I'm going to go. Ch- and there were a couple people, you know, there were a few people that showed up. My sister came, my niece came. Um, there were a couple people from around there that they knew that came. But it's it's really tough going to certain other areas. They just don't. We had a good good poster, good flyer, all that. But there's a million things that are like, hey, this is everything's mm-hmm. going on. So. Mm-hmm. But we were happy with it, but I, I think that that was probably the closest thing to a listening room. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, we played, like, Lo- Lonely Night, and then That was a cool Bessie's. place. Yeah. And Bessie's is, like, in the city where we're, like, we'd actually seen a guy at the, li- remember we saw the guy at the liquor store? Mm-hmm. Like, next, kind of near where the bar yeah. was, just, like... Gets out of his van and starts like peeing yeah, out we the, seen, onto the parking we lot. We're some... like, where are we right now? Where is this bar? But that they took us to, you know, they bought a bunch of merch and they all like loved the yeah. music. They wanted us to keep playing. They loved they. We had Jeremiah and Brittany with us. They yeah. loved them, but so, we didn't know how it was gonna go. Just even going up it, there, we're it, like, oh no, where we we just <laughs> you know we just booked it for what we needed. And I mean, I started it in November, or December of the previous year, so I was easily working on it for uh, eight months. You know, and it's like when you do that, you know, you talk to a lot of people that are interested. You talk to some people that they want to be interested, but they're just businesses right Our now times, just yeah. small businesses mm-hmm. like they're just not you know you think about it as a musician and it's like the 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 businesses i can just hear the stress on some of these and and like seriously like we all know how that can go with booking you know mm-hmm. but like i do try to kind of see it I, I try to i try to understand you know and and i get it but for some situations it's just like there is no um they're just trying to stay afloat and yeah. stuff, but you, you know we we are too. We're not trying to rob you. We just want to make right. music yeah. your establishment <laughs> and have a relationship and be reasonable people. You know, we're we, not greedy. We went out to uh, we went out to Illinois. We did something there in a little uh, little winery place. 
But we played, you know, we played a restaurant, we played a bar. They supposedly had the biggest whiskey selection um, around, but and and that's in Knoxville. But we did that listening room, and then, you know, we did some dive bars, of course. You know, mm. old souls dive bar music. Um, we we really we like getting in those, but also too, we realized that in like I said, in the dive bars, it's like some people they're like. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like they Screw just you don't hippies. like, it's like, it's like really, it's like, you know, so it's a tough thing. But, um, I think that, I think that people can frequent places where people frequent, where it's not like the parking lot is completely dark and right. And there's mm-hmm. a light flickering mm-hmm. and, you know, there's three or four people in the, you know, it's just where there's fun and art and, and all that stuff going on. I, I feel like it'll do better, but it's, it's still a struggle. And, uh, that's what we kind of, like we went to one dive bar out in St. Joseph and uh, the guy was super cool. And then there was like a tornado warning and there was like a bunch of rain. <laughs> the sirens going off. The they're going like, oh, off. you haven't been here for a Midwestern storm? Yeah. What like is this that? is my first time here, man. And, and then, uh, you know, it? they're, and you, you, you know, you kind of, you can kind of see it's definitely got that good dive bar. Uh, you know, everybody in there is really, you know, they're, they're, it's getting late and they're really, everybody's pretty drunk, you know? So you, <laughs> that, that, that's it. it. That's yeah. That, that, that's it. And then, uh, the, the guy there, he, uh, Brian, he was a good guy. Um, we went and played, um, uh, in Harris, was it Harrisonville or Harrisonburg? Harrisonville. Yeah. And we, we, we met a couple guys there. We met some people around here that identified. They're like, Hey, you know, we're, we're old souls too, you know? So we met some people like that, but, um, we generally got a pretty good reaction. Um, things I really liked being in Arkansas. Um, we played a little place in Little Rock. Um, the town pump. Yeah, the yeah. town pump. But it, it was good. It's just I would go through. I just when you're doing something like that, I'm just like you need like at least nine, like eight or nine months to do it. That that's the hardest part about it is just doing it. Mm-hmm. And nobody, you know, nobody canceled us or anything. Everything was fine, and it was like. You know, we like to get messages, you know, like, hey, we got messages, right? Like, you know, but like some of those things were just like agreed on the phone and everybody was good. Nobody was like, you know, nothing. Why are you not, here? Not to, <laughs> yeah, we showed up and they're like, hey, they actually, they don't have any online stuff, but like they made a flyer like <laughs> themselves. So they could, you know, and they put it on there and it looks like a There's trailer out here and that's all good. There's and we get hope. in, and it's a really nice bar with like wood every, you know, and, and, um, we're like, wow, this is, this is super cool. But, um, it, you know, we saw a lot of state parks. I got to see a lot of yeah. cool shit and mm-hmm. met a lot Travel. of really cool people. I feel like everywhere we went, we had done, like there was at least people that were like, yeah, it was they, a good time. They get it, you know. But it's tough for the booking uh, when you're booking yourself, you know. <laughs> yeah. Lord, uh, just that little bit that we did uh, when we went west uh, yeah. in back in April was, I mean, sending out all kinds of emails, you mm-hmm. know, to potential places along the way, and right. maybe get three responses, you know, and and uh, just trying to hammer it out with them, and. Uh, 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 even in Nashville on the route back, uh, I was thinking, well, maybe we can find a place in Nashville. And uh, there was several that I called, and they said, uh, well, uh, you pay us, 
<laughs> to play <laughs> here, wow. you know, and you rent the PA and this. Uh, I said, well, what the hell is this? Is that some kind you of know, weird music city backwards. tax or something? I, is it? I think it's because <laughs> it's Nashville. Yeah, LA, right. uh, more than anything. but So I love dive bars myself, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, me and my wife did a, a little uh, anniversary vacation down at Clearwater one weekend, and we had to be back by Sunday. So on Saturday, we left Clearwater, and I came up with this crazy idea that we should Google. uh, We had Google Maps lining our route back home. I said, why don't we Google dive bars on the side? (laughs) And all of a sudden, boom, you know, it just exploded with A, B, C, D, E. You know, so we stopped at one in <laughs> Clearwater, and what our objective was was to uh, do a shot and shoot uh, one game of pool and then <laughs> move on. Right. <laughs> well, it didn't work out too good uh, <laughs> because— uh, It's always uh, just one. That was just one. I think yeah. we, we hit three that night, and we also took a picture of ourselves with the bartender at no. all of them. They were all relatively happy dive bars. and uh, um, But just in, in the distance that we traveled for those three, we were only about an hour and a half out of Clearwater, and we still had four hours to go to get Waycross, and it was 11.30 at night. So we had to buckle down after bar number three and just uh, hit the road and drive. But drive uh, drunk. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is not a PSA. It, it, was, it was all right, though. I mean, we had enough time in between dive bars that, you, you know, kind of the more you know. sober up <laughs> and get to the next one. <laughs> um, so what do y'all consider dive bar m- music? Didn't you name your CD dive bar or your tour? We, we did name uh, the CD dive bar music, okay. um, but dive bar music, uh, I didn't really explain much earlier. Uh, we had me and the Old Souls, um, and then hers was Chantel Lynn inside of Sin, dive bar music. So, and I had never. Wait a point- minute, say that again. Hers Chantel was- Lynn and a side of Sin. And a side of Sin? And a side of Sin. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, that was dive bar music. And me, I had not, I've never heard that term, you know, dive bar music. And I'm like, yeah, so we just, uh, we thought about a name. We thought about different things. Like I said, my my band, a collection of people that that, uh, had played with me throughout the years were Genu6 and the Old Souls, you know. (laughs) And then I was like. Well, you were called an old soul growing up. You know, I was called an old soul growing up. So I'm like, you know, I don't think we can do better than that. And she agreed, you know. And so we just dropped the and old souls. Um, I, I think dive bar music to me is just anything where you have some kind of experience, right? Whether you're down in the dumps and you're drinking and you're just like, you're going to have a bad night, right? You're just going to go through it. You're going to have a bad night. You're going to, or you're like, you know, you hear it, and you're just like, it's it's when you get something when you're you're kind of maybe not looking for it, but like you're in a certain place, you know, and you mm-hmm. hear it, 
country, blues, rich music. That's what I identify with the most. But anything that's real, you know, mm-hmm. I've heard, I've heard newer music that like you know isn't isn't that, and like you hear it and you're like, you know, you get something from it, you know, mm-hmm. and it can be something completely different. But generally, country and blues does it for mm-hmm. me, and that's roots, you know. Well, yeah. I always had a hard time with like, especially when I was trying to first book gigs with my band. So originally I had a four piece and then I had a three piece for a little bit. And then it was just the two of us as a duo because a lot of the Corona and everything, a lot of, a lot of things happened over the past few years. I'm sure everybody knows that, but, um, and you know, I always had a hard time pinning down what genre of music I played because I'm like, well, I'm not a traditional country player. I don't, you know, I never really boom chucked or anything. I was just kind of just like however I felt it. Like, so it's not really country, but I like have that influence because I'm from the country and that's just a part of like who I am and the music that like really I connect with. And it's like, what is it like? What the hell is it called? I didn't know what to call it, you know? So that was, I was like, I feel like it's what you would hear if you were just walking into a dark dive mm-hmm. bar where like, they got PBR for $2 and like, you know, questionable cheap shots. And it's like, you know, there's <laughs> people are probably smoking and like, there's a lot of people that are just like looking fucking miserable, but at the other, you know, but then you end up having like a two hour conversation with somebody about that you connect with a complete yeah. stranger. Just go, it's just, just real people, people going through yeah. it. Just real working shit. class. Just mm-hmm. like your average, like, oh man, my life sucks. But man, that, I actually like that one song that you did. It's nice. Yeah. Meet you guys, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's funny. Cause a lot of times too, when you meet people like that, like there's not really anything great, great that they're trying, you know, that's a big difference I see with what you'd maybe call different classes or, or whatever, you know, but people who are real well off or who have been in that a long time, they can have problems. But like, you know, it's like, it's just like our people, you know what I mean? You just, mm-hmm. you get them and like, you don't have to, you all have something in common, you yeah, know, you're all and getting your hands yeah, dirty you, in you some have, way. You all have something in common yeah. and like, it's something you can relate to, you know, and that's just where, where we are. But there's some people that don't care about relating to anything, you know, like, you know, we've all been in those conversations at bars where it's like spent three hours drunk talking to that person that I would never talk to, you know, or mm-hmm. getting into it, you know, or whatever the case is. But it's like when you're in there, there's pro- bars are perfect perfect places for uh problems right so it's full of experience that, 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 that's the guys. place and um there was no trouble or anything out there we had a good time but we met some people and then you meet some people too which it doesn't really ever make me feel better but i'm like <clears throat> damn i'm like you know it ain't too bad for you genuine <laughs> like, yeah. you know where you're like you you do you meet some people that it's just like whoa you know you hear them and they're 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 spilling it you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it makes you feel better when you're like torturing yourself for like deciding to become <laughs> a full time musician and be like, well, I feel like an asshole. You know, I'm sitting here and you're like, oh, that's nice. Oh, you had a hard night. You played for three hours and, you know, you spent another hour at the bar. You were there an hour early. It took you a little bit to set up. They're like, I've been working. I've just worked fucking 80 hours this week. <laughs> you piece of shit. I don't want to hear about how sad you are. Sing me another sad song. I'm like, you know, like, I'm sorry, man. I've been there too. I understand that. But like, you know, it's just, let's relate on this level. And you do relate with a lot of people, but at the same time, you know, I understand like, 
I think yeah. I think for people too is it's just like it, it doesn't matter, you know, it's whatever you I think that if you do something that is even if you're losing at something you're doing, right? Like as long as you're trying and you're happy, you know, if you're not quite hitting a certain mark or reaching a certain audience or whatever the case is, or you go, you know, there's a few people that care and then the most of the others don't. It's like, I think that if you're doing that, it's more rewarding. Even if you decide to maybe not do that later down the road, you know, mm -hmm. you do it for a great majority of your life and like you get something from it. It's a therapy. That's what I think dive bar music is. I think it's a therapy I think it's something you can relate to and something that you work through. And um, I just think it's like Hank Williams, you know, George Jones, any of, any of the stuff. It's just like, yeah, that's real living right there. And like, I know how you feel. You it's, know what I mean? It's a reason why sad music makes a lot of people happy. I mean, we listen to sad, mm -hmm. sad old songs, you know, and those are mm -hmm. some of the greatest songs and some of my favorite. And, you know, it doesn't. It's funny how it doesn't always make you sad. Like a lot of times it just makes you like it makes me feel great. I don't know why listening to sad music does, but it's the same reason yeah, why too. like somebody will be like, yeah, I listen to thrash metal and, uh, you know, yeah. it puts me in a mood where I think about, you know, rainbows and sunshine. It's like it's just music has a effect. It's funny how that works. Yeah, it, uh, you know, I read one time where B.B. King said something. I was very happy when I wrote The Thrill Is Gone. What you talking about? <laughs> you know, and mm -hmm. uh, the songs as songwriters, they'll come at any given time, you know, and you just got to be, yeah. you know, you can just be had the happiest day of your life and here comes a song, you know, and it might not necessarily be a happy song. So you just go with it. Same way if you're sad, you know, you might write right. a damn happy song. Yeah. yeah. It just don't matter, <laughs> you know. Uh, they're coming to go. But the thing about dive bar people that I was getting from y'all is that lack of pretense, you know. Mm -hmm. That's the least pretentious folk you're going to find on the planet right there mm -hmm. in, yeah. in a dive bar yeah, as opposed to a golf club. Right, yeah. yeah they're real. Those they're are the people real. we respect, you know, because it's, you know, you get what you what you see mostly, yeah. you know, everyone's going to, no Nobody's, one's going to take your shit and no one's really going to, you know, add a, yeah. they're just going to be real. They're not you. putting on a front. And boy, exactly. They have yeah. back they're long. not trying to impress anybody. They, right. Right. They'll have you back if they love you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It, it is. It's a funny thing because, mm -hmm. you know, you realize it and it's like, and you see it too. It's it's almost like they, you know, it's almost like a lot of it is like they, you know, they all, they all get, you know, and, and some of them, it's funny, you know, you can see it. Like they stay at a certain distance, you know, and it's like the more they drank and stuff, then the more they talk, the more you get, you know, then it mm -hmm. opens up more, right? Because they're already on a defense too, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, and then, um, but no doubt, they always they, they they say what they they say what they think. They're real, you know. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's uh, and they're and some of them too. Like it's funny. It's not always a pleasure to talk to them. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's just a real nightmare. And then it's funny because you're <laughs> like, I know I've been there. You know what I mean? You know exactly what they're going through. Mm -hmm. Even if you can't, you're sitting there. You know, you're the you're the drunk guy that just you know keeps go keeps going on. You know, it can't. Go, goes around you know i i have a story that i could tell you about this guy um so you know it's like sitting at a bar where you see the guy and you never want to be that guy where they're just so drunk they're so hammered they're going around 
they're they're whatever their problems are, they're to that one. Those people don't want to hear it. Now they've moved on. Now and they've made their whole way around the bar, and mm. now here they are, right before you. <laughs> they <fly laughs> yeah. up real quick. You, you have <laughs> to deal with them, like, and yeah. it's like, and then you're like, like I can't let you off easy because you're like. You're you're not right about this, or like, man, like you know, like because most people are just like, I don't care, dude. If you get hit by a car, get the fuck out of my face, you know. But like, some people, it's like, you know, I've tried to help people like that too, and sometimes I've gotten through to some people, and they're like, you're right, man. Like, you know, and they can, and you can kind of see that they may feel like they're gonna take take and uh, get off of that shit, but some of them don't. It's usually the people that if you they can't even see where they've gone where they've gone wrong in certain instances right they're still it's still everybody else right it's mm-hmm. everybody else's everybody it, you just meet some really nice real people out in to in the dive bars mm-hmm. that's boondocks mm-hmm. <laughs> you know boondocks is a great dive bar and uh that'd be a good place to be able to play oh yeah 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 they, they would, they would welcome y'all sure We'll figure that out. Uh, y'all want to take a break and play a song, play some dive bar music? Sounds good. <laughs> good. Sounds good. We'll be right back, folks, with Old Souls. Something in my brain won't let me stray. Something in my veins going to find its way. Something in the water taught me how to pray. My name is Chantel Lynn. This is Jen U6 here beside me. We are old souls. And this one's called I'm Fixin' To. Got the ladder and the 
<laughs> hey guys, I'm Genu6 of the Old Souls, and uh, this is a new song we wrote called The World Apart. She wanted to run away, but didn't she always say he'd wonder if he ever changed? This is one off of our new EP, 
um, Old Souls Dive Bar Music. This one's called Why. Outside of an old steel house On a black school bus Just like a gypsy does Here's a crow tattoo On the side of her neck And I know that this guy has been through some hell Well I seen her one day after she went away She was down by the pond dancing in the rain Yeah, smiling at the sky like she just been saved. Oh, she broke free again from the past and the pain. Yeah, she broke free again from her ball and her chain. And why do?
cold winter blizzard there's, there's storm. There's one guy yeah. who goes into uh, fans, and he he said, "Here's a double bass fan with two tubes running out of it. A window fan. Here's an oscillating fan. Two little oscillating fans, heater." And he stacks them up, you know, all kinds of combinations to get that perfect sound that you want to sleep by. by the I just way, want the old window fan that I slept by as a child. That's what I'm looking it's for. It's different. Fans are nice. Was, fans are nice. When you know it's kind of coming from outside, too. Like, you know, it's not just the yeah. air circulating. <laughs> Jody has to have a fan. And he'll, when we were staying at a hotel or something, he'll have his fucking, he's like, I'm sorry, guys. And he turned his phone on to some it track is, playing yeah. a yeah. fan. Like fan I'm, I'm ASMR. I'm like, really, dude? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like 10 hours. <laughs> 10 phone. hours of a ceiling fan. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's brilliant, you know. These guys are monetized and everything uh, <laughs> on YouTube. But all they do is <laughs> 10 hours of brown noise how much yeah. damn work did he so, do for that you know so we know if live music ever completely dies it's because everybody's at home watching a youtube video of a guy playing with a paper clip for three hours straight at a high frequency they're like oh this is gonna heal my deep wounds i'm gonna to this and fall asleep to this for three hours why is it too that it's it's weird but like why you're able to uh I feel like people used to be like, oh, man, I got to see that. You know, like I got to I got to come and I got to call you. I got to come visit you. I got to see it mm -hmm. where it's like now it's like uh, the, that's the furthest thing from anything. They're like, oh, like, no, just tell me about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, let's go ahead and get into this so we can get out of it and get into it. Because <laughs> so, we're talking about things that I think we're rolling. It. Need to be on. I think the, we're rolling. The deep we're rolling end. though. I mean, it just. But we're not even in the deep end. <laughs> we're not we rolling. Have, we we have take us to the deep end, Dave. Take us to the deep end. We need to get end already. I thought we were going to come back and react to their songs. We're rolling. We we're rolling. Welcome back to the <laughs> podcast, y'all. Uh, hey, that was some good songs y'all did. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank uh, you. <laughs> we all sound very enthused, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave it like that a little bit. Yeah, uh, he's not listen, uh, it's he's time for the tale of the week. And this tale of the week comes from a Uncle David archive. And uh, <laughs> it concerns a subject that we're all fond of here in this house. <laughs> Witches. No. <laughs> I never did like cats. <laughs> there, I said it. Now, let me try to absolve myself. I grew up on Dog Hill, Mount Pleasant Road in Waycross, Georgia. I was surrounded by dogs, neighbors' dogs. Rex, Corky, Tojo, Smut, Kinfolk's Dogs, Trouble, Rochester, Bullet, Dogs of My Own, Sport, who was with us from the time. Oh, there he is, little old Sport. That's me with my belly poked out, and my little sister Deb, and my cousin Wanda, who lived in that house behind us there. Sport. <clears throat> He was with us from the time I was seven till I was 18. He passed one winter night when I was miles away in my Oxford Hall bedroom at Georgia Southern College, and I felt him go. 
I was very much acclimated to dogs. Cats, on the other hand, were almost always never around. Grandma and Granddaddy Carter had an old orange cat named Tom. Uh, you can't see what color he is in that, but uh, he was orange. <laughs> That's my Uncle Vance holding him, my Uncle Bud on the right, and my Uncle Ed on the left. Now, Ed was a griffin. The other two boys were my mother's brothers. They were Carters. Ed was my daddy's younger brother. So by that time, I guess Mom and Daddy were dating. And so the two families were spending time with one another. But that was Vance holding the cat. His name was Tom. He probably served a real purpose around the farm, like killing mice or snakes. But he was so damned indifferent, like most cats are. I believe that cats would not nor could not give you a second's worth of affection. I tried, believe me, only to watch them skitter off in another direction. And they are a bit mysterious, too, with their big cat eyes, all-knowing, reading your inner soul if you stare at them too long. <laughs> True. I was lying in bed on Dog Hill late one muggy night reading The Exorcist, by William Peter Blatty. <laughs> I had cranked out the lured windows at the head of my bed and was so deep <laughs> into reading about the devil when I heard a movement in the straw azalea beds just outside the window. Before I could say, get thee behind me, Satan, a cat hurled itself against the window screen, screaming his full head off. <laughs> Scared the pee out of me. Now, why that cat chose that particular moment in time, let's just say it only served to reinforce my belief that they are evil, <laughs> <laughs> alien, possessed like Linda Blair. You're supposed to put echo on that when I say Linda Blair. Oh, man. In late 1992, I bought the house next door to where I grew up on Dog Hill. It was a beautiful home that held a lot of memories for me because that's where my old buddy James Cott lived. Listen to the first Beatles album in James's long wood plank bedroom that we used to call the Little Back Porch, playing spoons, a card game in the breakfast room, and lazing around aimlessly watching Saturday morning cartoons. I was a divorcee at the time I bought it, and the house was relatively empty, save for an antique desk, a rollback sofa, TV stereo, and my bedroom suit. My daughter Megan was turning 10 on her birthday that year and desperately wanted some kittens. Megan's mother agreed, yes, she can have kittens as long as they stay at your house. The power of daddy love is strong but it can't hold a candle to the power of kitty brainwave manipulation. I bought a big bag of kitty litter, a litter box, and a scooper, and their new home was that long wood-floored bedroom where I used to listen to Meet the Beatles. Sugar and Booger was their name. They were secluded behind two French doors, which I would tiptoe to ever so quietly throw the door up and toss the food bowls in, slam it shut before they raced into the rest of the house. It was they who were imprisoned, but it was me who 
more and more felt trapped in my own home. Several tracks from that old Beatles album, It Won't Be Long, Don't Bother Me, and Not a Second Time began to resonate in my head as my feline ambivalence grew by the day. It wouldn't be long before they were relocated to a better home. I won't say how. Several years ago, (laughs) my wife Lynn had a part-time job sitting with a dear older cat-loving lady up the road in Blackshear. Miss Jerry had never been married, loved Greg Allman, and lived alone except for a couple house cats and several more cats in the yard. Sadly, Miss Jerry passed away, and Lynn came home toting one of the feral outdoor cats in a pet carrier. He was a curious devil with green eyes and beautiful gray and white markings. She named him Tiger Tom, and he started making the most of his new home, but still he slid outside when he was inclined. In his first month with us, Lynn called me out of bed at 2 in the morning to tell me that Tiger Tom was wailing for help somewhere in the backyard. We found him in the biggest pecan tree on the lowest limb, 12 feet off the ground. So I leaned our six-foot ladder against the tree, stood in my underwear on the topmost step of the ladder, the one that says, this is not a step, (laughs) wrapped my left arm and hugged my right leg around the tree, then shoved my right hand as high as I could reach, only to fall short by about three inches. I told Lynn, leave me on my precarious perch, run inside, get the bag of cat food, and shake it at the bottom of the tree. You've been coming up short three inches ever since. (laughs) That was all it took for Tiger Tom to inch his way close enough, so I got a death grip on the back of his head and pulled him free. I risked my neck to save that cat's life, and somehow in the grand scheme of life's wonders, that cat and I started bonding until he went missing for good. That wasn't me. That's when I, right there, that was... That was the bridge that I crossed to start to love cats right there. Hmm. That's Tiger Tom. In January 2019, Lynn saved a tiny kitten who was left in the bushes by our front door out in the cold. Little bit. (laughs) He's little, all right. (laughs) Little bit pretty much adopted me since that night, and he and I get along famously. And I'm sure... My old dog sports rolling over in his grave. That cat's got more personality than I've ever seen a cat right there. Look at all that sass. Uh, look at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See this? Mm-hmm. That's a very, lot of sass. Very gentleman. Now, when, how long ago did the, did the one go away? Well, uh, I don't know, probably 2016 or 17. Yeah. I mean, we were we were upset, you know. Oh, he just of we thought, of well, maybe he ran off with a girl, or maybe somebody grabbed him, or may, mm-hmm. maybe he didn't fare well, or maybe an, a hawk or an owl got him. Yeah. You know, you never know when they don't come back. Yeah, we had a chihuahua. My parents had, <clears throat> and uh, we had him for five, six years, and. Let him out to pee as usual, and never came back. I think wow. somebody, I think somebody snatched, 
snatched him up or something. They did that with little dogs, you know, mm-hmm. or cats, you know. Well, but, the smaller they are, the more that possibility of a prey, you know. Mm-hmm. Big oh, yeah. birds down here. Oh, yeah. Well, see, Thunder's small, but he's also, like, heavy. Yeah. He's yeah, just, like, 30, 30 pounds. Buddy would, <laughs> would have been too heavy to carry out. <laughs> but they get, they see one, they'll definitely take, you know. It, you've seen that happen a lot, and uh, people, they just, I don't know, man. It's like... I don't know how you'd, uh, there's a lot of animals that go missing and wind up dead, and it's like, you know that it's the cause of people. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of it. I mean, you see some something run out on the road or something, but it's like, when you're in the, animals don't generally leave where they're accustomed to. Yeah. You know, they generally Yeah, something's don't. at play there. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, on that happy note, <laughs> say, say thank you all for being our guests. Thank this you time. So We've enjoyed it and love the music. We've and enjoyed you, too. Y'all check out old shows on the uh, Internet. You know, you probably find them on Facebook. You can uh, find us on Facebook. Uh, everything is at Old Souls Duo, D-U-O-O-L-D-S-O-U-L-S-D-U-O.com. That's uh, Facebook, Instagram, the cool. website. Um, anybody that's on here um, sees us want to make a donation or something just make it right here you know to something in the water um, awesome. and uh, we appreciate you guys very much awesome. thank you oh, yeah. thanks great. for having us guys. and check out their music on Spotify or anywhere Spotify, you Spotify Apple anywhere Music you, uh, like I said the website we're kind of starting to get I played in a band for many years and did it the hard way going from venue to venue but we're online more and uh, you can you can get all the music on there. You can buy the CDs. You can buy the merchandise. You know, so uh, it's all at Old Souls Duo, and then the website is uh, OldSoulsDuo.com. Yeah. yeah, and um, we are doing um, we're doing a new CD. That's something that I should say is we'll probably <laughs> always release. We don't really release full CDs. We release EPs, and um, we'll release another six songs or so here in the new year and um just make sure that uh come out to see us and um there will be a new song of Chantel's uh that is on the cd called fixin to um also another one a new one i just wrote called a world apart and then uh we have the one that we shared with you guys tonight from the previous cd our first release so just look out for that stuff. Everything's old souls, old souls duo. Yeah, all right. There you go. <laughs> when, yeah. you, when you're DIY, you, you rock all your own merchandise whenever That's possible. Right. It, it, right. I just don't I like buying clothing. Yeah, you know, I really don't. Yeah, you know? but people seem to like it. You know, well, it's because like we already bought it, so you know, <laughs> yeah. like, we're, we're literally everybody in this room is an old soul. I mean, that's why we're all you know. And there's so many of you guys, and we appreciate you. But please, if you see this tonight. You know, buy a CD, buy a shirt, you know, whatever. We'll hook you up. But, you know, make sure to keep this going with it because we're. it's not always easy to be seen on a uh, by other people, you know, so we appreciate you guys. Go Absolutely. out and support local musicians. Yeah, and we appreciate y'all, too, for Thank watching. You. And uh, do what he said, like. Do uh, like, subscribe, give Sean rate, Clark all review, your money, say a comment, share <laughs> this, your soul. share this on Facebook or with anybody you want to, and uh, 
check out old souls at a dive bar near you. So we'll be seeing you next time. Fall 2024, New England. We're coming. Hey.